Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Patrick Wright. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hail to the District. Uh, as usual, I'm Pat, uh, flying solo this week, and uh, but still going to bring bring you kind of our post game podcast here. You know, I, I still will give you my initial game analysis. I'll probably ramble a little bit. And that's typically where I ramble and talk the most. I will give you all a three up, three down. As usual, I, I enjoy doing that to touch on things I liked, touch on things I didn't like. Uh, give a full report on Haskins, and by a full report, mean basically means uh, I need more than a hundred and whatever characters on Twitter to talk about Haskins. And then we'll look forward to probably next week, and um, well, definitely towards next week, but also probably we'll look into a little bit of our schedule after that because the NFC East is so so terrible. Uh, but you know. Another week, another tough one for the Redskins as they fall to the Ravens 31-17. Uh, you know, my initial thoughts here is we were beat by a better team. You know, the Ravens have won, uh, they won at least nine games in the last three, uh, each of the last three years. They went 14-2 and two last year. Now they're 3-1 and one, and they have the MVP, you know, Lamar on their team. I said we would get boat race last week on this and we didn't quite get boat race but we got beat the the spread was 14 points and uh, we got it was 14 and a half and we got beat by beat by 14 after you know kind of a little bit of a backdoor cover courtesy of uh, the legendary Robert Griffin III at home ironically but you know we had to play perfect and we didn't and this team probably won't put together many if a single perfect game all season the McKissick fumble really hurt. Obviously, that turned around and, and led to a touchdown uh, for 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 the Ravens. And then the um, the fake punt really killed us. By the way, that punter's got a great arm. Uh, you know, it was actually a great, great, well designed fake punt. And then they went right down. And I think uh, I think that's I think it was Andrew or McAndrews' second touchdown, or maybe his first touchdown. But those two plays kind of killed us. Uh, the fumble and the and the punt, obviously. I know we talk a lot about about how great our defense is, and they had their moments today, but we really miss Chase Young. You know, I think he makes the entire defense better, and we have the worst safety in the league playing free safety. I think Collins has not been very good either, so, you know, we're still a couple pieces away there. That's okay, but I know a lot of people want to hype up our defense, but it's okay to say today was not a good day. We're also playing just an unbelievable um player in Lamar and then obviously we still can't guard tight end so that's good to know um so those are some of my just quick initial thoughts obviously I'm staying a little bit away from Haskins here you know I thought the offense was okay I think you know a lot of people are frustrated with uh the, the passing game and and us not pushing the ball down the field hardly at all but I think Scott Turner actually designed the offense to do that I I, I thought it was a very bland offensive scheme by design to make it easier for Dwayne also our offensive line did not play well today. I, I said last week I, I needed to give them more props because I felt like they played better uh, than than they were getting credit for. But today I don't think they were very good. And as a result, you know, you have a lot of these quick passes. I think Haskins threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage like 18 times or something ridiculous. So it is um, it is what it is. You know, I, we are stuck with an offense without really any playmakers. And, um, you know, we have to scheme a little vanilla Um to or have a vanilla scheme to to keep the ball moving. Now, granted, we won the time of possession, which was great, but uh, especially with the ability to keep Lamar off. But they just we won the time of possession because they can score so quick. 
Uh, so that's that's my thoughts. Um, you know, the special teams, you know, weren't great today either. The fake punt, obviously we missed a field goal. I really wish we had gone for it instead of kicking the field goal. Uh, but we were beat by a better team today. Uh, we're now 1-3. Uh, we are basically a half game behind Philly because they just beat the Niners um, on Sunday night. Basically a half game out of first place at 1-3. and three. We're bad. We're in a bad division. And um, the stat of the game for me was this was the sixth consecutive game we've gone into halftime trailing by double digits. Uh, that is not going to win you many games. <laughs> in fact, we're 1-5 in those games. So we have to get better. We have to start faster. We have to figure out ways to limit mistakes. Um, and, you know, hopefully continue to get better play from Dwayne, which we'll get into uh and and go from there but um shout out to ron for getting it out beat by a better team and uh it's on to it's on to the rams that's basically how i look at it I, I wasn't mad at this game today i think it is what it is and um you know we we knew we were in for a long season we also knew we'd probably be one and four at the end of the five weeks and uh you know we're we're, we're pacing for that uh so let's get into the three up uh, my first up is very easy uh you probably all think the same thing uh terry mclaurin for me uh it's getting to the point where i wonder what this guy can't do he is you know a bona fide study he's one of the better receivers in the nfl i know i see a lot of people clamoring on twitter thinking he's you know top five in the league i don't think he's the top five receiver in the league but he's definitely uh he's definitely a number wide receiver number one uh he's definitely one of the better number one wide receivers in the league which you know says a lot He's on pace for 1,500 yards uh, after going for a career-high 10 catches today and 118 yards. So through four games, Terry actually is fifth in the league in receiving and has 200 games, 100-yard games under his belt. He's been uh, – everything is advertised, right? He was so good as a rookie, kind of came out of nowhere because he's a third-round pick. People seemingly – I forgot we drafted him for special teams. Now he's our best – he's probably our best player. And this season – Building off of that freshman or rookie year, you know, fearing a little bit of a sophomore slump. Obviously, he looked good and, and got a lot of hype. Well, he's lived up to that hype and couldn't be more excited that he's on our team. He'll be on our team for a while. Uh, he's actually a little older than you think. He's 25, but, you know, he's um, he's turning heads in the NFL, and, and he's doing this with an offense that's not very good. So uh, shout-out to Terry once again. We're into week four of this, and he this is the fourth time I've put him in the up category, so shout-out to him. Uh, Antonio Gibson, number two. Back-to-back weeks, he's been in the three up. A little bit of a coming-out party for him. We've been building him up. Obviously, a lot of once we cut AP, the hype around him kind of exploded. Uh, but each week, he seemingly does a little more and a little more and a little more. Well, I, I think this week we found out that this guy can play for real. Uh, he had 46 yards rushing uh, on about 13 carries and 82 yards receiving. But he just looks the part. And I think that's the most exciting part because we need weapons. We need players that are going to grow in this system and uh, become better every week. And he's seemingly doing that. And, you know, he's in four catches. So we're looking at 17 touches this week. His touches keep increasing. Uh, And my hope is, you know, we get him into the 20 touches a game kind of world uh, and go from there. Because him and Terry could be, could be fun to play with. And we, Desperately need a tight end to, to kind of complement the two of them. But, um, you know, seemingly every week, Antonio Gibson's doing something to help us win, and so he's in the three-up. Uh, the last up I have for you is Kendall Fuller. You know, we paid him big bucks in the offseason to come back. Uh, we were all very excited about it, obviously. And, you know, he, he missed the first two games, but 
played you know decently last week, and today he had two picks. You know, any time that um, someone has multi turnovers in a game should be an up. You know, I don't think our defense played particularly well, but if you get paid a lot of money and you and you're uh, averaging a turnover a game essentially right now, then you deserve deserve the shout out. I think Kendall played great, uh, and our secondary did not, but he played well, and and um, both his picks I thought were actually great place so uh so excited excited to have Kendall back he he's there's already a lot more ROI on, on his contract than Landon Collins that's for sure uh but so to to run them down star one if you want or first up you have Terry McLaurin then you have Antonio Gibson and then Kendall Fuller and I'll give you the honorable mention I wrote down was uh I do think Scott Turner gave us a chance today uh, it's very annoying to me that we have to go so vanilla and really take the uh playbook and cut it in half but we're playing a good defense that blitzed a lot, and I thought he did a good job of trying to mitigate that. Uh, we ran the same wide receiver bubble screen from about four different um, formations, uh, which was you know a nice tweak, and it allowed getting the ball and space into these players, and, and basically helped Dwayne get the ball out of Dwayne's hands because uh, as we're learning, that can be bad. Um, so on to the three down, and the first one I have is just the defense. Um, I don't know how many people want to hear this. I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't know if we well, you know what it is, but this is the third consecutive game they have given up uh, over thirty points. You know, obviously the potential is there, and you can make the argument that, and it's a legit argument, an argument I made about a week ago that you know they're getting tired because we're turning the ball over so much, uh, and you know when we do turn the ball over, it's on the their plus side already, but. I'm a little bit tired of those excuses. Um, you know, it was 21-10 going into halftime, and then, you know, we had a fresh defense on the, on the field, and, and Lamar just walked down the field, and they scored. And we still cannot cover tight ends. Like, it is a problem. We've given up five touchdowns to tight ends this year. That's number one in the league, uh, tied with, with Philly. It's a recurring theme going on what feels like 30 years. And um, there's – a ton of potential there. Like our D line could be so good. We really miss Chase Young today. Uh, our linebackers are, are okay. They're not great, but you know that touchdown to uh, McAndrews that ended the first half. So it would have made it twenty-one-seven, I think, at that point. Um, when the broadcast shows it, it looks like KPL uh, Kevin Pierre Lewis is being burned, but there's no safety of him. In fact, Mark Bull tweeted out afterwards that he had no idea what Apke was doing because Apke just clearly should have been there uh, helping over top, but he wasn't even in the screen. Uh, so we're a couple safeties away because Collins has been bad. There's just no way to accept it, uh, or excuse me, no way to, to avoid it. Um, so, you know, I, I know it's not what anybody wants to hear, but uh, defense is my number one down for the week. Number two is McKissick. Uh, that fumble really hurt. That's really the reason he made uh, my down. Uh, you know, it allowed the Ravens to really grab hold of the game early and um, <clears throat> we're not in position to to beat ourselves. We just can't do that. Uh, the last one is special teams. I mentioned this, uh, you know, uh, Hopkins missed the 54-yard field goal. It hit the upright. Uh, actually, the way I was watching the game, I thought it was short. <laughs> and I said out loud I'd never seen Hopkins be short on a field goal before outside of maybe a you know, failed like 60 yard or something, but hit the upright. Uh, and then obviously the fake punt, uh, which we got them off the field. And then the fake punt, they scored three plays later, uh, which, you know, can't happen. 
the other thing that's interesting about the fake punt is the announcer literally called it. He said, don't be surprised to see the, the, the Ravens call a fake punt here, and lo and behold, bing, bang, boom. Um, you know, that happens. And don't forget that Harbaugh is actually a special teams guy, so he probably has a soft spot in his heart for special teams. Um, but so running it back, number one down for the week is defense. Um, you know, look, they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of potential. But Del Rio is the first one to say, um, you know, it's, it's a put-up-or-shut-up league. Uh, so the third straight week, allowing 30 points. Uh, McKissick, the fumble, was brutal. Um and uh, special teams. And, and then your honorable mention is uh, Logan Thomas. I think Logan Thomas is legitimately the worst tight end in the league. Uh, that's not a shot at him. You know, I you know I kind of tip my hat to him. He was drafted as a quarterback coming out of Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think he even got a start in Arizona uh, under Arians. But the reason I'm putting him on the down is not because I, I generally don't think he's very good, but he was on the field for 65 snaps and had one catch for eight yards. Um, you know, we, we need to address that position in the off season. I know that, I know that staff was pretty excited about Logan Thomas and he had that touchdown week one. Um, but overall I just, we're missing playmakers and he's not doing it. Um, and you know, then watching the Eagles game and seeing Richard Rogers, I think he had like four or five catches. Um, you know, just, I feel for Haskins in a lot of ways because our talent around him is not very good. But at the same time, if you're on the field for 65 snaps, you should be seeing more than one catch for eight yards. Um, so those are my, my three up and three down, obviously. And, and the fun part about this is it leads us to Haskins, who I've separated and just given him his own report um, from today. And and the way I describe Haskins today is is simple. It's the perfect game for Twitter. Perfect game for Twitter. There was enough there. There was enough growth. There was enough, you know, enough good throws. He threw for 300 yards, 314 yards to be exact. That there's enough there for his supporters on Twitter to say, "Well, like, can't give up on him." You know, there he didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, enough there for them to to clamor. Oh, look, you know, look what Haskins did today. On the flip side of that. He also didn't do anything to to make his doubters change their position, right? Uh, the sack he took uh, on second and goal after Ruiz, uh, or first and goal, I guess, after Ruiz's full start was horrible. Um, it was an 18-yard loss. And then I will not forgive him. And I, I guess I love the fact that Rivera tested him here and, and wanted to see if he would throw the ball in the end zone. Um and talked about situational football, and I love also how Rivera came out and said it, uh, but that throw to Isaiah Wright on fourth and goal that was eight or nine yards short of the actual end zone infuriated me more than I ever thought a single play could. Because if any of you all have played sports or have been in an athletic situation, like how do you not go for it there? There's It's literally a turnover no matter what unless you throw a touchdown pass. Um, so that was extremely frustrating, and uh, so that's why I think it's it is the perfect game for Twitter because th- no matter what side of the fence you're on, there, Dwayne gave you something to latch onto today, and and you know if you if you've listened to our podcast to this to this point, um, going back to to the you know week one last year all the way to now, you know I'm very pro Dwayne Haskins, um, but my eyes are starting to tell me it's time to move on. And I, I can already hear you guys rolling your eyes and saying it's only been 11 starts. Uh, I, in fact, have been 
standing on a table saying he deserves all 16 games this season. I still very much believe that. Um, but if we're talking about setting a bar so low that we say there's growth because he didn't turn the ball over, uh, you know, it's time to start thinking about, like, what do we really have here? Um, so that's starting to... Dwayne is starting to wait on me a little bit here. Let's put it that way. I, I'm glad I waited to do this because I was, I was ready to just kind of throw him to the wolves after the game, uh, but uh, which is not fair at all because he doesn't have really anyone to throw the ball to. Our offensive line was not good today, um, and he he did I think mostly the best of what he could have done today. My problem is is like I need to start seeing Dwayne making players around him better. Right, so his QBR today was actually worse than um, it was against the Cleveland game, even though his stats were much better, a little more gaudy. Uh, but you know, I, I think it's time to start to say, like, you know, is is Dwayne the guy that's going to get us into the playoffs? And I'm I don't know. I don't right now. I don't think so. Um, so I'm not ready to give up on him. But for the first time, I, I will readily say that like he needs to get better, or or it's time to move on because. Um, the players around him, you know, especially on defense, have put us in position to do some things, and we haven't been able to do them. Um, I've been kind of quiet on this, but a lot of people have been comparing Dwayne to Josh Allen for as an example. Um, you know, saying you know, look at look at his stats for the first ten games, look at his first year, etc. And my argument to that is like. Dwayne Haskins is not Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a multi-dimensional quarterback who runs quite a bit. He's a powerful runner at that. Uh, and the more I think about it, there's also like well, people will come in and say, well, Peyton Manning threw 28 interceptions as a rookie. Um, yes, that is that is true. Peyton Manning also was in an organization that was prepared to support him and, and have him grow. This is Dwayne's third head coach in 11 starts. Um 20 full games if you count games he didn't play in. Uh, it's his third, basically his third offensive system because he had to learn Gurdens, then he had to learn um, O'Connell's, and now he had to learn uh, Scott Turner's. So everything is stacked against Haskins, literally everything. But in my opinion, and you know, I don't, I'm, I'm in a basement in Seattle, so take it for what it's worth. I'm starting to wonder, like, what does Haskins have that is going to make him special? Yes, he has a big arm, but so did Demarcus Russell. Um, he is a big, like, he's a, he's a big dude, and he's a pocket passer, and his bread and butter really needs to be his feet. He should not be able, or excuse me, he should not have to think about his feet to make a throw. We shouldn't be having that conversation if he's a pocket passer in the NFL. Um, right now, his bread and butter is just a quick slant to... Uh, Terry McLaurin and, and, and hoping he, he breaks a couple tackles and gets upfield. If you're a pocket passer, you have to be able to make those quick reads and have flawless mechanics every time to be successful in the NFL. Um, and he his feet are everywhere. The accuracy is a serious problem. Um, so I'm, I'm just I'm talking out loud. I'm wondering if you know what does he bring to the table that he's going to get better and better and better and and you know start leading us to, to wins, because right now he's not leading us to anything. He's stagnant, in my opinion. Um, you know, his, his let's, put, let's put it this way. I, ma- I mentioned the Josh Allen comparisons. There's some Kurt Warner comparisons where he came back and the league was good. The, 
amount of quarterbacks that we've had conversations just like this after 11 starts that have failed in the NFL is much higher than ones that have eventually succeeded. So my point is the probability of Haskins getting to the point where he's good enough to lead us to to the playoffs, to, to being the guy, being the franchise guy, is starting to become you know fairly low in my opinion. Uh, and look, he was fine today. That throw he made to McLaurin late in the game was probably his best throw as a pro in my opinion. He finally decided to put a little air and a little touch on it, let McLaurin run under it. That was a terrific throw. Um, you know, he has his moments where he, he can throw the in route really well. He throws a dart when he is, uh, and Ron Ron even mentioned it in the post game. You know, he threw a couple darts today, and I'm, I'm thinking of one uh, to to uh, I think it was Inman um, in the middle of the field. Like he can make those throws, but then he misses Barber on an easy check down. He sails throws, um, you know, all the time. It's well known he misses high when he misses, and. You know, obviously I'm I'm rambling, but my I guess my point is I'm starting to think Haskins is just a guy. He's a jag. Uh, and I say that because I'm, the bar is so incredibly low for him right now that, like, we're in the NFL, man. I, I understand he's only 23. I understand he's only made 11 starts. He's appeared in only 13 games. Uh, I understand he has no real playmakers around him. I understand the organization hasn't really supported him. And I will fully tell you right now, he deserves every single game this season. Uh, but when you're watching that quarterback position around the NFL and you're seeing all these guys put up big numbers and uh, Haskins continues to struggle with very simple throws, um, you know, you tell me what, what you think. You know, I, look at the QBR stat across the league. Haskins is 31 out of 31. He's dead last in the league. Uh, with a QBR of 29.5. Uh, Carson Wentz is um, right above him at 36.9. That's a seven-point difference between the two. Uh, so it's not even not even close. Um, the average QBR in the league right now amongst the 31 starting quarterbacks that are eligible is 65. That is more than double what Haskins is providing. So my point is he just doesn't really give us a chance to win. He doesn't elevate players around him. Um, and I would love, love, love to be proven wrong. Um, you know, I, everything I've kind of prefaced is, is, is fair to question and I would love to be wrong. Um, but I'm, I'm starting to think Dwayne's not the guy and, uh, part of me wishes I had said that earlier. Uh, but you know, I, I've stuck with him to this point. I will stick with him for as long as he's our starter. But I think at some point you have to call a spade a spade with Haskins, uh, because I have seen a lot and, um, He's a roller coaster, and he hasn't done anything. He hasn't had that game where I'm like, "Wow, that that guy, that guy's legit." Um, and don't don't tell me that, you know, he got better every game last year. And look what he did against the Giants. Well, you know, he was playing the Giants, and we were both only won three games. Um, so, so that's my take on Haskins right now. Uh, not what I wanted, but uh, you know, obviously a little better today with the 314 yards, no picks, no fumbles. He had the rushing touchdown and completed 70% of his passes, mostly behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. I know a lot of you don't want to move on. I don't want to move on. I uh, hope he gets the year, but I don't, right now, do not think Dwayne Haskins will be our starter week one of next season. Um, so let's talk about next week. Next week we've got the Rams coming to town. You know, they uh, just beat the the Giants 17-9. to uh, Aaron Donald is an absolute freak. Jalen Ramsey was fighting Golden Tate left and right in their game today. Uh, it was the most 
you know, I don't, I'm not sure what kind of, and now all the beer's worn off and it's late on my time. I'm trying to, trying to think of the words to, 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 to use to describe their, their offense, but, um, you know, their offense looked okay today. Not great. They only scored 17 points. Um, you know, the bottom line is though, is Aaron Donald is so good and he's going to dominate our line. Jalen Ramsey, I don't, I, he might get suspended uh, because of this fight, which would uh, be super helpful because he'll be lined up with McLaurin, obviously. Uh, look, the Rams are beatable, but you know, we're not going to beat them. Uh, it's in, and that's, you know, that's okay. That's kind of where we are this season. As we all know is, is a rebuild. Um, basically Ron's using this season as a 16 game preseason, um, for the future of this organization. Uh, can we beat them? Yes. Will we beat them? I don't think so. I think it's, it's a homecoming for McVay. I think golf will play much better. Um, and, you know, we'll go from there. I do hope and think Chase Young will play, which, which will make our defense a lot better. Uh, but with the speed they have on the outside, especially with someone like Woods, expect Apke to be beat a few times. Uh, you know, McVay will scheme that up for sure. And uh, I would expect uh, their tight end to, to have a good day as well. Uh, again, because I know, I forget his name right now, but <clears throat> I know he's he's been solid all year uh, as well. Uh, but after that, we go... Two, I think we go to New York to play the Giants. Uh, then we come home for back-to-back games against the Cowboys and Giants. Our next four games, so we're one and three at the quarter mark, half game out of the division lead, uh, and we're moving into uh, the second quarter of the season. And uh, you know, I expect us to have a decent little run here if if we got the giant or we got the Rams, Giants, Cowboys and Giants in the second quarter of the season. And uh the two Giants games to me are the season. Uh if we sweep both those games, then you know, we can talk about an organization that's building and uh you know, with the with the way the NFC East is, we could put us right back in first place. Um and if we could sneak one from the Rams and Cowboys, then you know, you're looking at a serious run at this division title. Uh, I I had us at six and ten at the end of the uh, at, or in our preseason pod. I do think we'll beat the Giants both times, both on the road and at home. They only average like eleven points a game. Daniel Jones is not it, um, and Saquon is out. So I think we'll I think we'll take both from the Giants, um, and then you know we'll probably lose to the Rams. We'll probably lose to the Cowboys. We'll probably go two and two, uh, but. If there was ever a time to to move and, and make some noise in the East, it's right now. Because then, then that third quarter, you go Lions, Bengals, Cowboys, and and it really anything can happen. Um, point being is is we're going to find out a lot about this team, a lot about the season in the second quarter. Um, and if there's ever a time for Haskins to take the reins, it's now. It's I think it's really now or never for him. Because um, if he continues to struggle after that, then I don't know what to tell you guys. Even though I do think he should start every single game. Um, so one and three tough loss to the, to the Ravens today. Again, beat by a better team. You know, there were some bright spots like Terry and Gibson, uh, and, uh, uh, who else? Oh, Kendall Fuller was my third up. The, you know, the defense wasn't great. McKissick's fumble killed us. Haskins, I didn't think was very good. Um, and you know, he, he, he continues to just, I'm so mad about that fourth down. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at a loss of words. Uh, he, he he lost me big time with that throw. 
Um, so Rams coming to town, I think will be one and four at, uh, at the end of that, but you never know in the NFL. Uh, and I'm going to end with uh, one small thing. I want to give a shout out to uh, Coach Rivera, whom, if we're you know being honest, uh, like I don't think he should be coaching, but dude's an absolute titan. Uh, I don't think there's a tougher dude in the NFL than that guy uh, having to go through chemo and still coaching. Uh, but if I was in his circle, I would tell him to obviously take a seat, uh, but uh, and and you know take a step away and get healthy. But I'm obviously not. Uh, so whatever you choose, we will back. And um, if you all have made it this far, I appreciate you all listening. Also, uh, would like to give a shout out to Talk WFT. Uh, newish to Twitter, kind of not really, because they are um, the ones behind Talk Nats. And if you know anything about the Nationals, uh, there's a good chance that you've interacted with Talk Nats. They are, in my opinion, probably the best uh, Nationals follow. Uh, they have spun off and created a Talk WFT. So at Talk WFT on Twitter uh, to bring some additional Redskins analysis. I told him I'd give him a shout out. Also, he's a West Coast guy, so like us West Coast Skins fans and or F <laughs> Washington football team fans and Washington fans in general have to stick together. Um, so. Thanks for listening, team. And, you know, hopefully we have better news next week, but um, probably <laughs> probably won't. But at the end of the day, if, if we win, great. If not, you know, who cares? All that matters is Haskins getting better, and um, we'll see. Uh, but thanks for listening, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.